Welcome to today's edition of Kingdom Living Podcast with Glenn Reppel. We are going to have some great, great Bible encouragement today. Hey, Glenn, how are you? Oh, fantastic. It's, you know, it's such an honor to be uh, just preparing for these teachings, too. And I'm just so thankful to the Lord and to the people watching uh, that, that they're getting fed but they need to understand too, I'm getting fed more than they are uh, by just uh, going through and seeking first the kingdom of God and getting into the word and, and allow the Holy Spirit to just guide and direct uh, each of these teachings too. The word of God is alive, it is active, and, and it's ready to just penetrate people's hearts and minds, and it penetrates mine. Uh, and I'm just so thankful to be able to just speak this and read the word of God as we go through today's teaching. Yeah, you know today's title, which you know, which is uh, such an interesting point. We were we were smiling about it before the broadcast, saying it's actually the kind of thing that people click into because it's interesting. We we have inquiring minds and we want to know things, and so we want to know what is the number one thing that everyone is looking for. And the thing that I want to just state before we dive in, Glenn, is that we often talk about uh, the fact that. Uh, this is not an opinion program. It's not somebody's idea. We are literally, you'll see it if you're new to this, you'll understand that we are going literally scripture by scripture out of the Bible and, and some of the thoughts and concepts that drive us in this direction about kingdom living came, Glenn, from the book that you put together called Fraud, What God Has to Say About the Tactics of the Enemy and Why This Whole Hunt for Identity Really Becomes So, so Primary. And when you get into the Bible and you read God's word about who God says you are, it really becomes powerful and helpful in everything that we uh, we do every day, Glenn. Oh, it, that is so important because, uh, and again, this question, what's the number one thing everyone is looking for? And again, we've been looking in the wrong places. Uh, and again, I'm guilty. I've done that. And, uh, and again, when you discover the number one thing, oh boy, it really transforms our lives and it just just so important and and uh yeah as you've talked about identity uh is one of the things we're looking for but but there's even beyond that identity to discover identity there's something even greater than that and we understand that great that one great thing all of a sudden revelation knowledge just starts coming in it just it's just so neat yeah, it just shifts the whole perspective. And people oftentimes go, you know, what's the value of kingdom living? I think is living a uh, victorious life, and and it really transcends circumstances and 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 uh, even challenges that uh, we can find ourselves tackling every day because you're tackling it from a kingdom living perspective, which makes everything uh, uh, just a whole whole lot easier to maneuver and work your way through because you're starting from uh, green line living. So it's, it's great, Glenn. I would say, let's just dive in and go for it. <laughs> well, thank, Carrie, thank you also. It's just so important to have you as a partner and, and just sharing these ideas and us coming in agreement uh, with you and Tammy and just uh, how, how, how supportive that is as we move forward here. So here's the question. What's the number one thing everyone is looking for? And and uh, and then here's another question I, I recently asked, and, 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 and this is, which revelation comes first which revelation comes first love freedom grace or righteousness and there's other there's other ones too but but which revelation comes first love freedom grace 
And again, this is kind of leading to that, uh, the number one thing that we're, 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 we're seeking and wanting. And then, and here's, here's a question too. Uh, what is the difference in being saved and being a son? Is there a difference? Is there a difference between sa being saved and being a son? And, and this is kind of the answer to that. There's freedom. There's freedom in being a son. And if we're not a son, then we're slaves. We're gonna we're gonna see that. And so, what's the number one thing that we're looking for that helps bring the sonship to bring the freedom uh, that we have and the revelation that comes with this? So, what, what we're gonna do this 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 time is we're gonna put the fraud fire extinguisher on four different areas, and that's the religious world system and bring in the revelation. Uh, bringing the revelation of, of that Jesus Christ is the incarnate word of God. We're bringing in the revelation that Jesus Christ is the incarnate word of God. What does that mean? Well, let's look at this in 1 John 4, 3. And we're going to be spending a lot of time today in 1 John 4, uh, just the whole chapter. Uh, no, no so-called spiritual, no so so-called spiritual revelation that fails to communicate, that fails to communicate the revelation of the incarnation of Jesus Christ is of God. Let me just make sure we get that. No so-called spiritual revelation that fails to communicate the revelation of the incarnation of Jesus Christ is of God. So something that is going to be giving us revelation has to be about the incarnation of, of, of Jesus, the humanity of Jesus and God through the Holy Spirit. This is the Antichrist if it's not bringing us the incarnation of Jesus Christ. This is the Antichrist that you have heard of and even now witness in the world. Any idea that, here it comes, any idea that Jesus Christ is not the incarnate word of God, because God uh, God became word. He, he he became flesh and dwelt among us, and that's Jesus. And the first the first things we that he spoke was he spoke word. He spoke creation into existence, which is the word. And the word became flesh. The word is Jesus became flesh and dwelt among us. So any idea that Jesus Christ is not the incarnate word of God does not originate in God. Woo but is the typical pseudo-mindset of the spirit of this fallen cosmic system. And, and we talked um, in one of the podcasts that we, we've been redeemed. Uh, we're, we're, when we speak of, I live in a fallen world, no, I live in a redeemed world. And, and that's an important mindset that we have, uh, it is, is that we have been redeemed. So in the second thing we're going to put the fraud fire extinguisher on is slavery and bondage. And what we're, we're, we're bringing the revelation of freedom, the revelation we have in freedom. And what Christ has set free is free indeed. And this is in John 8, verse 34. Uh, and the Passion translates, I speak this eternal truth. Jesus said, this Jesus, when you sin, you're not free. When you sin, you're not free. You've become a slave. You're a slave in bondage to your sin. And slaves have no permanent standing in the kingdom of God, into the family, like a son does. See, a son has a permanent standing in the family. For a son is part of the family, how much? Forever. So if the son, Jesus, sets you free from sin, then become a true son and be unquestionably free. 
oh, this is important that we begin seeing this, that, 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 and again, as Carrie said, the opening is that our prayer is that, uh, is that the Holy Spirit speaks to your spirit and opens up uh, these truths that are being spoken to you. Uh, because if you're hearing just me speaking, and as Carrie said, in an opinion, this is the word of God speaking here to you. So, because we are looking to be free. And, and so if the son sets you free from sin, then become a true son and be unquestionably free. And we enter into that family. So we're going to be talking about freedom today. And then the third thing we're going to be putting the fraud fire extinguisher on is judgment, condemnation, and criticism. And this is kind of, I, I almost see as a continuous teaching all the time, because there's so much judgment and condemnation uh, that, that even we have in our own mindset, we even speak and people are speaking against us. And, and so what we're going to do is, is we have the revelation of we've been judged. We've been judged not guilty. We've been judged righteous. And we have the freedom. We have freedom. And so let's look at the scripture here. And, and we're going to talk about this a little more in, in, in a few minutes here. In Matthew 7, verses 1 through 2, do not, do not judge and criticize and condemn others so that you may not be judged and criticized and condemned yourselves. You know, I, I've always had a different perspective on this. And in, 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 in our last couple of teachings, we brought this up. For just as you, as I judge and criticize and condemn others, you, I will be judged and criticized and condemned back in accordance with the measure I use to deal out to others. It will be dealt out again to me. So, so what, what we want to do here is we want to look at the judgment that Jesus took. Jesus took all judgment on the cross. He took all judgment, criticism, and condemnation on the cross, and he said it is finished. So we want to look to Jesus as, as the judgment, and we've been set free and judged not guilty of our past. So if we look at our past, uh, we, we can look and say, oh, look, look, look at that sin. Look at that comment. Look, look at what I did. You know, I'm stupid. I'm not good. I, and, and all the failures. And again, there's people around us also reminding us many times of those failures and those shortcomings and, and those situations. But Jesus took all of that on the cross. And he said, not guilty. He's judged us righteous. So it's not anything that we do that makes us righteous. Uh, and, 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 and free. It's what Jesus Christ did. He came to set us free, and, and, and we are free indeed. And then the fourth thing we're going to look at here is seeking love. We've been seeking love in the wrong places, and so we're going to be looking, and, and, and this is the number one thing that people are looking for, is the revelation of the source of love. We go to a lot of places, but they're the wrong places uh, of seeking love. It's God's love. It's the agape love that he brings to us. And we can experience the, the unconditional love of God. Oh, it just sets us free. That's where the freedom comes in. And so the scripture here is 1 John 4, 9. Uh, the love of God is unveiled within, it, within us in the Son, that's Jesus Christ. He is begotten of the Father in the flesh. He came in the flesh. If he is God is spirit, and he came in the flesh through Jesus and sent into the world that we might live because of him. So life is in Christ Jesus. Our lives are mirrored. Look at that. Our lives are mirrored 
and defined by God through Jesus Christ. Our lives are a mirror of what Jesus of Jesus Christ, both his birth in the flesh as well as his commission into the world were entirely God's doing. And so the revelation of his love, which we'll be seeing uh, in 1 John 4, as we read some more into that, uh, as we go through today's teaching. So I'm, I just want to go through this, this green line teaching here a little more here, because this, this is the kingdom of God, is, is that uh, when God spoke the word into existence uh, with creation, this green line, and I'm beginning to use the word timeless, I used ageless, deathless, uh, is that this is God's intended purpose for man is to live on that green line and to never die, to never die, to be in communion, to be in fellowship with Father God. Father God loves us. That was his intended purpose all along. And when he created uh, through the creations, he created the heavens and the earth. The God, uh, the kingdom of God is heaven uh, and, and to bring it here to earth. And so when, and this is the tree of life that, that was in the middle of the garden. It's the tree of life that's open to us now. The veil has been torn and we have the tree of life available to us now. And, and, and what happened in creating man, Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve, uh, the two trees in the garden was the two trees, the tree of life, and that's the abundant tree. You can eat of it and be fruitful and, and multiply. Yet there's also a tree. He says, don't eat of this tree. If you eat from this tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will surely die. And so God gave man the ability to make decisions and, and free will. And Adam decided that, that he was going to eat from that tree and, and death entered in. And this is where this red line uh, that we talked about this red line living, and this is the world that we we come into with the, the shame and the guilt and 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 the and the pain and the condemnation and again fear. We're going to be talking a little more about fear today. And and man lost their dominion over the earth, uh, but thanks be to God uh, that that Jesus God loved us so much uh, that He sent His Son and redeemed us. And this is the schematic that we've been using over our hundred podcasts or more that we've, we've, we've done is that, and, and again, Carrie, this is such a, an important teaching that we've done too, is that we have this mindset that heaven is tomorrow. That's someplace we're going to tomorrow, but heaven is open now. So we, we have the creation, we have the fall through Adam, but we have the redemption. We have the redemption and the new creation life that comes to us through Jesus Christ and heaven opened up. And now we've been made and restored back into the image and likeness of God with the Holy Spirit living inside of us. The kingdom of God, heaven is open now. And, and again, darkness is represents mankind's ignorance of the redeemed identity and innocence. And so in that red line living, it's that darkness. We, we don't know our identity of who we are. Uh, and, and the redemption that went on. And again, how much God loves us unconditionally and loves Adam, loves us, loves, loves us for even for the rebellion that we've had against God. The words we've said, uh, the meanness we've had, the guilt and the shame, he's redeemed us from all of that and brought us into his creation. His love overcomes everything. We'll be talking about that. 
some more. But this is so powerful that we've been restored into that that timeless, eternal life, never die. Uh, we're outside of time. God is outside of time. We're outside of time. When we live in the time zone, we're living in that red line, and we're living under the pressures because he's He's wanting us to enter into his rest, his Sabbath, and to eat his manna, which is his, 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 his word on a daily basis, be nourished by his word and live in that word and have the rivers of living water flow through us on a regular basis. So this has been one of our core scriptures, and I think it's, it, it, I know it's so important, and this is being personalized in Colossians 3 verses 1 through 4 in the Passion translation because because in and again as we speak this over our lives are and, and i speak this here it's personalized because it's important because the word of god is a person because uh the, the 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 word of god is about jesus and jesus is about us he's about us it's about the redemption of mankind and so uh, uh christ's resurrection is carried my your everybody's is our resurrection too this is why i yearn that's why my desires are for all that is above that's that heavenly that's open now for that's where christ sits enthroned at the place of all power honor and authority and we're sitting with him also we ascended with him we died with him uh, we, we rose with him and we ascended with him and so yes 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 so i feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill my thoughts, uh, my soul, my mind, will, and emotions with the heavenly, in this interesting, with the heavenly realities. You know, because we've taught also on which, which is more real, what you don't see or what you see. And so the heavenly realities, we don't see, but we see the impact of it. We see the impact of love, forgiveness, and peace that comes from God. And we can see the impact of hatred and unforgiveness too, and bitterness. We see what happens there. So we, we, we fill our thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. Now, our, my, our crucifixion, my crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie to this world, this life. And now my true life is hidden away in God, in Christ. And, and this, this is so important. And because that's what we're revealing here with all these teachings is, is this next verse. And as Christ, as Christ himself is seen, seen spiritually for who he really is, who I really am will also be revealed. Let me just say that again. As Christ himself is seen for who he really is, and that would be how much he loves us, God loves us, that he is the incarnate word that became flesh, and that word is living inside of us. And as Christ himself is seen for who he really is, who we really are, who you really are, who I really am, will also be revealed. For I am now, now one with him in his glory. So for you are now, you are now one with him in his glory, with the heavenly glories opened up to receive his love now. That's why he came. This is just such an important scripture that we just speak uh, at each of our podcasts. So let's look at the freedom. Let's look at the freedom that we have in our sonship. 
And Jesus said to the, to, the, to the Jews, and this is Jesus speaking here, and he said to the Jews who believed in him, when you continue to embrace all that I teach, you prove that you are my true disciples, followers. And if you embrace the truth, okay, this is so important, not the lies. If you embrace the truth, it'll do what? It'll release true freedom into your lives. So isn't that one of the things we're seeking for? Seeking is the freedom because we see what we're in bondage to. If you embrace the truth, not the lies, it, it will release true freedom into our lives, my life, your lives. Surprised by this, they said, but but we're we're the descendants of Abraham. Uh, we're, we're already free. We've never been in bondage as a slave to anyone. How could you say uh, that we, we are released into more freedom? Because they always had the mindset, they're already free. And he speaks now. He speaks, I speak eternal truth, Jesus said. When you sin, you're not free. You've become a slave in bondage to that red line, a slave in bondage to your sin. And slaves, look at this, slaves have no permanent standing in the family of God, like a son does, slaves versus sons. So we have to learn about sonship, like a son does. For a son is part of the family forever. So when we understand God's, the Father's love, for us as the sons and daughters, we receive that love. We become part of that family. But if we're working as a slave through our, our, our works type of mindset that we have to earn uh, our, our sonship, uh, we miss out. So if the son sets you free from sin through the, through the resurrected Christ, through the crucifixion and resurrection, and knowing our identity that we have in Christ. If the Son sets you free from sin, then become, look at this, become a true sin and be unquestionably, <laughs> such a good word, and be unquestionably free. Oh, that's powerful. And let's look at another translation. This is the, this is the mirror translation with us here. And Jesus answered and said, I say unto you with absolute certainty, that everyone engaging in the, look at this, I, I like this word, the distorted, distorted mindset of sin as a slave to it. And then, then this is the footnote that's in the study Bible of the, of the mirror translation uh, that they give here. So they define sin. Sin is not about things you do or don't do. See, because that's been the, the distorted mindset that we have. Sin is missing out on sonship. Isn't that good? Sin is not about things you do or don't do because we've defined it. Sin is missing out on our identity of being in the family that the Father loves us and we're in the sonship. They're failing to see Jesus as their Messiah and him as the mirror image redeemer of, our true, of their true sonship is their sin. Religion, look at this, religion is enslaved to the fruit of the wrong tree. The sin system is governed by the idea of justification. Look at this, by personal effort, performance, and pretense, which is the typical fruit of the I am not mindset, which, which Peter refers to in the feudal, uh, feudal ways we inherited from our fathers. So it's, it's generally a man's system rather than a kingdom of God system of the father loving us. 
And then here's verse 35, the, and, and it defines the, the slave and the son. And so the difference between the slave and the son is that the slave is working in the home. He, he works there. He's working in the home. For the son, for the son, the father's house is his home. <laughs> the son, the house is the home, but the slave is working in the home. With the freedom found in sonship, there is no pretense. Free indeed, the word antasos, indeed is the opposite to that what is pretended. That's so good. So, so what we see here, and again, this is part of the teaching we've done, is the three realms uh, that God created, the heavens and the earth. And what we have is, is the heaven where God dwells, the kingdom of God, heaven. And then we have the unseen created heaven, uh, which, is, which is the spiritual realm, the angelic realm, uh, and, and, the, and, and the demonic, in the demonic realm. And we have the seen created, what we can see. And see, and that's where most people are living with just what they can see. But what we have is really... We have the spirit realm, which is where God is at. We have this the 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 unseen creator, which is we want to call our soul because that's our mind, will, and emotions. And we have our body, which we can see. And so we're spirit, soul, and body. And so when we when we recognize our the sonship and the freedom that we have, that's the tree of life. And again, in in the love and grace and peace and life and righteousness forgiveness and justice is flowing like the river of living water out of us and our soul is longing for the love and grace peace life righteousness forgiveness and justice so our soul is longing for that but if we're living in that red line below with 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 the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil we're a slave into the bondage of fear worry anxiety lack unforgiveness, condemnation, offense. And so when someone, since someone speaks an offense to us, we get offended and we allow that to come in and the anxiety. And we're also judging others. So, but when we recognize the love of the father for us as sons and daughters, we receive that love, the grace and peace and life and righteousness and forgiveness comes in and the slavery goes away, the bondage and the fear and the worry goes away. Where you see the scriptures uh, that tie into this. So, and this is one of the scriptures here that, that is, is I, I, we've talked about before, but I think it's important that we bring this up again. So the kingdom of God, heaven, uh, and, and let's read down here at the bottom. These are again, the three phases. We've got the kingdom of God, heaven, the unseen created heaven, and, and that's the mind, will, and emotions that, that we allow. See, and our soul is crying out to be in line with the, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God that's living inside of us. <clears throat> so here's scripture in Matthew 7, verses 1 to 2, and we read this before, but do not judge and criticize and condemn others, so that you may not be judged and criticized and condemn others. For just as you judge and criticize and can, condemn others, you will be judged and criticized and condemned back in accordance with the measure you use to deal out to others, and we deal back again to you. So what we want to do is measure and have measured back to us the way the judge has judged us, which is King Jesus through the kingdom of God. He's justice. He's justice. As we said, not guilty. The freedom has come in. We are sons. We have been set free. And then all of a sudden, the peace 
and the righteousness comes back in to us. So when we take that scripture and we speak it from, <clears throat> from a heavenly standpoint, the righteousness, the not guilty, and the innocence comes in. And now the tree of life. So now we're speaking from a heavenly standpoint down to earth and the tree of life and our soul is restored. It's nourishing. The, the rivers of living water are flowing through us. The words that we're speaking are life, not death. And, and, and inside of that, uh, it's just flowing. The redemption, the redeemed life is flowing through us and everything that we're doing. So let's look at now the love, some of the love scriptures here and, and more into identity as we go into, this is 1 John 4 uh, in the mirror translation. So we're going to go through uh, the, the verses here and, and it's just so powerful when we see this and, and, and just understand uh, what's being spoken over us here. Beloved, do not be swayed. And this is by everything that seems spiritual or prophetic. Wow, that's quite a statement. Just like most costly metals, there is a reliable test. <laughs> and, and we're going to learn about the test. There are many false prophets who come and go in the religious world system. <laughs> How about that? And again, this, this can be the Pharisaical, but it can also be us in the Christian circle, still we've got to be careful because really our only teacher is the Holy Spirit. And, and when we listen to the Holy Spirit, because he is truth, he is truth. And we worship him in spirit and truth. And so with that, the revelation of who he is, and that's why I like these this, this graphic here, because we see the Holy Spirit speaking through the word of God to this young lady. And it just comes off the pages. It lights up her face. It lights us up. And Jesus, the incarnate word, came and lived amongst us. So, so that's what we're doing. Uh, and so they might even sound very inspirational. I care a Christian label. This does not mean that God is their source of insight. And, it, and this is referring to the testing of metals. So we're going to put the testing to this. And it now describes what the testing is. This is how you discern the spirit of God. The incarnation is a central theme of the communication of the spirit. The fact, the fact that Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is what gives legitimacy to every prophetic word. I mean, the prophesy was in the Old Testament, was, prophet, was prophetically speaking of Jesus in coming in human flesh in the incarnate. So no so-called spiritual revelation, no so-called spiritual revelation that fails to communicate the revelation of the incarnation of Jesus Christ is of God. Let me just make sure. So no spiritual revelation that fails to communicate. See, it, 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 it's communicating the revelation of the incarnation of Jesus Christ is of God. This is the Antichrist if they're not, if they're not, uh, if they're not professing Jesus coming in human as God. That you have heard and even now witness in the world. Any idea that Jesus Christ is not, is not incarnate word of God, does not originate in God. But is is the typical pseudo mindset of the spirit of this fallen cosmic war system. In verse four, my darling children, you've you have nothing to fear. And this is so because this this moves into uh, the fear and the love that we're getting to. You have nothing to fear. Do not doubt for a moment the legitimacy of your sonship. The love you originate. 
This is so important. Here's our identity. You originate. I originate. Uh, we, we originate in God and have already conquered the worldly religious system because of the unveiling of Christ in us, in you. His living presence in you is far superior to the feudal antichrist mindset present in the world. Oh, we have to just, we have to see this and get this because Christ in us is the hope of glory. Their conversation mirrors their, mirrors their source and appeals to a common audience. The pseudo claim of pseudo citizen has blindfolded multitudes believe a lie about themselves. Our beginningness originates in God. Our beginningness originates again. Anyone who knows what God knows about mankind's authentic genesis hears us. Anyone, anyone who knows what God knows about mankind's authentic genesis hears us. Those who do not see the original, the origin in God are deaf to what we communicate. This is the difference between the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. The essence of the incarnation is the revelation that Jesus Christ is the word, is the word that became flesh, that made flesh. He is the one who, as the son of God, mirrors and redeems the image and likeness of God in human form. He declares God as the only legitimate father of the human race. Let's make sure we get, he declares God as the only legitimate father of the human race. So as we know our genesis of where we have come from and the word has become flesh, we have that word living inside of us and it nourishes, it, it feeds us. The Holy Spirit is revealing our identity because the whole word is about Jesus and Jesus is about us and revealing our oneness that we've gotten, the completeness that we have in him. Verse seven, beloved, love always includes others. Since love springs, where does love come from? Love springs from God. Its source is found in the fellowship of the Father, the Holy Spirit, and the Son, the triune God, the Godhead. Everyone who encounters love, everyone who encounters love, immediately knows that they too are born of the same source. Everyone who encounters the agapeo, the agape love, encounters God's love immediately knows that they too are born of the same source. It is not, it is not possible to fully participate in love without discovering God. To love is to know God, and to know God is to love. And, and, and here in the, the footnote there is, is agapeo from ago, to lead and, and to rest. Love is what the Sabbath of God is. So it's experiencing God's love. So, so what everyone is seeking is the agape love, the love of God. We seek it in all the wrong places. And when we experience and know the unconditional love that God, our Father, has for us, and the love we have to bring redemption to us. Wow, it changes everything. Not to love is not to know God. There is nothing in love that distracts from who God is. Love is who God is. They are inseparable. So love and God go together.
The love of God is unveiled within us in the Son. So it's unveiled in us in that incarnate Son coming to the earth. The love of God is unveiled within us in the Son. He was begotten of the Father in the flesh and sent into the world that we might live because of him. Our lives, our lives are mirrored and defined in him. Let me say that our lives are mirrored and defined in him. Both his birth in the flesh as well as the commission into the world were entirely God's doing. So who we are is mirrored and defined in him. Love is not defined by, now this is simple, because I know when I got this, I go, whoa, this was big. Love is not defined by my love for God. Love is not defined by our love for God, but by his agape love for us. That's a big idea, and that may be hard to receive, but that's what, that's what he's been about from the beginning is loving his children. Love is not defined by my, our love for God, but his love for us. That's how love is defined. It's not our response to God that attracts his attention. We have always had his undivided affection as declared in the prophetic promise and finally demonstrated in his son's commission and work of atonement of our sins. Oh, this is so important. Loved ones, if this is true about God's love for us, it is equally true of his love in us for others. Let me just read that. Loved ones, if this is true about God's love for me and us, it's equally true of his love in us for others. God was never, this is good, God was never visible to anyone until Jesus brought him into full view. Now, your love does the same. So God's love becomes visible inside of us. That's how we are here on heaven. Heaven's love coming through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit living, the Godhead living in us is the demonstration of God's love in us. Our love for one another is evidence of God's seam. Look at this. God's seamless union with mankind as witness in his love, how? Perfected within us. His love is perfected in us. His own spirit is the source of this. See, of this gift, this is a gift. His own spirit is the source of this gift, of knowing that, now look at this, of, of knowing that we are continuously, seamlessly, and very consciously present in him and he in us. Oh, there's so many powerful words here. Let me read that again. His own spirit, his own spirit, the spirit of God through the Holy Spirit living in us is the source of this gift of knowing, of knowing that we are continuously, seamlessly, and very consciously present in him. That's a now and he in us now. That's not in the sweet by and by. This is now. We bear witness to that which was has arrested uh, our attention concerning the Father's intention in commissioning the Son as Savior of the world, coming to redeem everybody. For every for anyone to see and to say that Jesus is the Son, this is this is good. For for anyone to see and to say, see and say that Jesus is the Son of God, 
is to do what? To awaken, to awaken the soul to the spirit and the body, to this awaken to the awareness that we are continuously, seamlessly joined in oneness. That's awakening. That's a revelation of our identity of who we are. To see and to say that Jesus is the son of God is to awaken to the awareness that we are continuously, seamlessly joined in oneness. And thus we have come to know, we come to know and believe the love that God has unveiled within us, revealed to us. God is love. God is love. Love is who God is. God is love. Love is who God is. To live in this place of conscious, conscious, constant love is to live immersed in God and to feel perfectly at home in his indwelling, his indwelling inside of us. So now, with us awakening to our full inclusion in this love union, everything is perfect. <laughs> so now with us awakening to our full inclusion in this love union everything is perfect its completeness is not compromised in contradiction of green line red line the green line is there the intent uh, the the timelessness the death deathless is there the ever forever is there we're outside of time our confident conversation echoes this fellowship even the, in the face of of crisis, of the circumstances that come at us, uh, the judgment that's coming at us. But we have that love because as, oh, this is so powerful. So as he is, so are we in this world. Our lives are mirrored in Christ Jesus, in him. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy. Our life is mirrored, and as he is, so are we in this world. That's now. We Look at this. We are as blameless in this life as Jesus is. This is truth. We are as blameless in this life as Jesus is. We've been wiped clean of the past. The blemishes are gone. The sins have been forgiven. Our past is gone. We have a now word of God. We have the freedom. This perfect love union is the source of our confidence whenever we face the scrutiny of, of the contradiction, the, the words that are coming at us, the condemnations that's, that's coming at us. That, that, but when we speak and recognize that we are sons, that we are loved, we're loved by our Father. So here we go. Fear, fear cannot coexist in this love realm. When we look to the future, where typically we can be looking at fear and worry and anxiety, fear cannot coexist with this love. So as we receive and know the love of the Father, it removes that fear. Fear cannot coexist. The perfect love union that we're talking about expels fear. God's perfect love gets rid of the fear. Fear, so here we go. Fear holds on to an expectation of crisis and judgment. See, if we have that condemnation consciousness, are they going to get judged into the future? We've been judged already by the Lord Jesus Christ on the, on the cross, and he's adjudicated us not guilty. We've been forgiven. We enter into his kingdom now as sons. We're a part of the family of God now, which brings See, if, if we have this expectation of crisis and judgment in the future, uh, it, 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 this causes separation. 
and, and interprets it as, as due punishment, a form of karma. You, you did this, you get that. It echoes torment and only registers in someone who does not yet realize the completeness of their love union. Oh, my brothers and sisters, hear this. This is the love union that we have in Christ Jesus. And he wants us to experience and put his arms all around us. And he's accepted us. There's nothing. Uh, this is a gift. It's receiving the gift of his love, his unconditional love with the Father, Son, and the Spirit and with one another. And so fear cannot coexist in this love union. The perfect love union that we are talking about expels fear. Fear holds on to the expected crisis and judgment, which brings separation and interprets it as due punishment, the karma that we talked about. We do not invent, we are, we invite the fellowship of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Verse 20, if anyone claims to love God, but he cannot stand a fellow human, his love for God is fake. <laughs> Let me read that again. If, if anyone claims to love God, but he cannot stand, he, he hates a fellow, his love for God is a fake. How is it possible to not love someone you can see with your eyes, yet claim to love an invisible God? See, and this goes back to the judgment, is that he took all judgment. So what the way we want to be judged is the way God has judged us. And he said, we're not guilty. So the way we want to see other people, our, our brothers and sisters, and, 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 and all mankind, we want to see them the same way that God has judged them. And they say they're not guilty. Even though they can be angry and bitter, they can be attacking us with words. They can be saying all kinds of things on judgment against us. We want to love them the way God has loved them. And we want to point them, rather than pointing out their sin consciousness, Let's point out their righteousness consciousness and, and, and show them the love of Christ as God has loved us. And as we do that, love is not defined by our ability to like or dislike someone. Love is a God thing from start to finish. God cannot make his love for mankind more tangible, uh, certain than, than what he did in his son, Jesus Christ. God's conclusion on this is clear. Loving him includes loving our fellow man. And, and what we want to conclude here is, is in these four things that we've really looked at is, is the thing that everyone is seeking, that everyone is seeking and desiring is the revelation of God's love, the agape love. When we understand and grasp the love of God, the revelation of that love and how he could love man and humanity so much to redeem mankind, bring us into the family. Then the revelation of judgment that we're not guilty, the revelation of our sonship and the revelation of our freedom comes in. There's such freedom and liberty that comes in living a life that's unoffendable by mankind and by others around us because we died with Christ, we've been resurrected with Christ, and we ascend with Christ and we're sitting with Christ now in the heavenlies. Amen and then amen. Glenn, that is, that is so good. You know, I was thinking about one of the things that uh, we recently covered in, a, in an episode of the Kingdom Living podcast called, uh, uh, the, actually it was, it was the one we just had released, uh, which was called uh, Producing Kings. And I thought one of the things that you mentioned 
really tied so strongly to one of the concepts that was presented there. I, th I thought uh, that whole conversation about sonship was really uh, excellently pulled together by Jeff Bigby, the, the gentleman that we were talking with on that particular episode, where he used the example of like, if I have somebody who's in my home and they're helping us uh, clean the home, that's the example of of that whole servant mentality, like they're there for a set place and time, but they have to follow rules. And if they showed up out of those hours, uh, it would be a problem. Whereas the whole point about accepting and understanding your sonship is that you have global access. And Glenn, I think when you extrapolate that into everything we talk about in Kingdom Living, once you have that mindset of being a son because of what Jesus did and and that uh, uh, that incorporation and adoption into the royal royal priesthood, if you will, it really shifts how everything that you view the world comes out. Amen. Amen. To know that we are loved and we are sons, and then that moves us into the kingship too. And yes, uh, it just it's just a, so. And again, that fallen mindset of I can't I can't be loved by God. Look at all of the stuff that that fallen mindset captures so much of us. And so part of the question we ask too, uh, what's the difference between is there a difference between being saved and being a son? See, yes. Yeah, so so we can be saved, but have that fallen mindset of not really realizing that we're loved and we are sons in the family of God. The Father loves us. And so it's important we understand that sonship in the family. And, and as we as the revelation happens, to understand that that we have the privileges also uh, of, 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 of the kingdom of God available to us. You know, and I, I was just thinking, I was recently sharing, we were talking about uh, the book, Fraud, What God Has to Say About the Tactics of the Enemy. And one of the things that I pointed out was like, if you go to the appendix right there at the back is a whole series of affirmations, who I am in Christ. And, and, the, and the reason that that's so important, Glenn, I believe, is because you're constantly under the pressure of the world system, which is always trying to I uh, tell you what you've done wrong or where you've fallen short or because of your past, you can't uh, achieve a certain thing. And that's a complete <laughs> red line lie from, from what God speaks to us about through kingdom living. And it's one of the reasons why, Glenn, every, every time we close out the show uh, with going through the Believer's Declaration of Legal Rights, and we always make it available as an offer that you can just simply go to download, uh, I suggest maybe take considering printing it out and putting it at a place where you're going to see it because it really functions as a biblical, um, again, it kind of functions as a biblical uh, motivational affirmation that you want to remember, this is who God sees you as. And when you get that revelation, Glenn, it just shifts everything. Yeah, and that's so important that we he how he sees us and that way we can see others so instead of judging others we want to judge them as god see has judged us so we can judge others the same way he's judged 
us and it just and just share that love and uh, rather than condemnation and criticism we want to share the love and so and to know those legal rights are so so important and again carrie as you're talking about too in the in, in the back of the in, in, in index of the book is in the appendix is is the ims and we really suggest you write down your own ims and again there's what like five or six pages single page spaced in there of just these ims and and again what i did over a period of probably about four years five years every time i heard an im i go oh that's who i am that's who i am we need to be attentive to the holy spirit guiding us so that's my identity it's not what the world's saying that you are it's what the holy spirit that's teaching you your identity of who you are so important to understand these ims it, it really is glenn and so again viewer if you're new to the uh the 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 kingdom living podcast i want to direct you to the repelminute.com the repelminute.com and glenn as we've talked about before it's kind of unusual uh, that you go to a ministry website and there's not a donate page there or something like that because really uh, this is an outgrowth. It's what you do in your in your uh, business called ministry to let people know uh, of the love God has for them and how God sees us. And so there's great tools there, Glenn. There's like uh, the REPL Minute, which you've been doing continuously uh, since 2006. It's a daily Monday through Friday biblical inspirational moment, a great way to start your Monday through Friday. You can find them right there at the REPL Minute. If you'd like, you could leave your email and it'll get de delivered directly into your inbox. And it's just a great biblically solid way uh, to begin your day. Uh, and it's very helpful in kingdom living. And then as we've talked about, Glenn, there's information on the fraud series. So you can really get what kind of is the foundation of a lot of the kingdom living teachings and it was actually through that uh, that uh, really several years ago, uh, Glenn, you began the, the the Bible teaching series, uh, which we call Kingdom Living. And it so dovetails with what you do in your business. It, you know, you help people reach financial goals and things like that through GA Repelling Company. And, and oftentimes you use that term, reach your purpose. And we, we've kind of appropriated that in the Repel Minute world and say the same thing. What, what we really want you to do is reach your purpose as God sees you. And it's a phenomenal thing, which is why every show we we uh, we kind of come back and conclude with a prayer. But before we do that, we, we go through the believer's declaration of legal rights. Amen. And so let, let me just speak this over us now. Uh, is uh, And again, this is an I am. I am a special race as a child of God, as a citizen in the kingdom of God, in the body of Christ, in a kingdom of priests. I belong to the family of God as a son. Again, I can enter into God's presence. How boldly now I've been recreated into God's image and likeness of love. I manifest and experience heaven on earth now with righteousness, peace, and joy through the Holy Spirit. I am restored, redeemed, and recreated back with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit living in me now. I have the word of God dwelling in me. I have the crown of righteousness on my head and wear the garment of praise, which is the robe of righteousness. I have the legal rights and privileges to use the name, the name of Jesus. I have the legal authority as a believer over the principalities, powers, and rulers of the kingdom of darkness. I have through the Holy Spirit living in me the resurrection power to cast out demons, to lay hands on the sick, and they are healed. 
Father God, we come to you. We just praise you. We praise you as the source of life, that you are love. And Father, as the people have heard your word today, Father, we know it does not return void. Bring your word. Bring your word. Holy Spirit, impact the people's hearts that were listening and hearing. And Father, just allow your love to reign through every part of their spirit, soul, and body. And, as, as, and bring healing, healing to the scars in the soul, uh, the, the, the forgiveness that, that you have brought to them. And Father, that they see themselves the way you see them, as, as not guilty, forgiven, and loved as sons and daughters of yours. And Father, that just they can embrace their identity in your family now. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for the healing that's going on in their lives now, that every cell, every nervous system, their whole body is also aligning with their soul and the spirit. And Father, we, we thank you. We praise you. We praise your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, thank you, Glenn, for another amazing te teaching. And thank you, viewer, for joining us. I want to remind you, uh, to please like and share these messages and encourage others with the with with the biblical truth that uh, we're always talking about. Again, as you saw once again, it's not an opinion show. It's just working through passage by passage what God says in the Holy Bible. So uh, thank you, Glenn, and thank you, viewer. And we will see you next time on the Kingdom Living Podcast with Glenn Reppel. See you soon. <music>